Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 59. Thank you for making the font bigger. We're almost 60. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 59 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. Good early morning. Good early morning. Love it. I wish that we would have been recording before because your learner was shining. I want to make sure that I publicly acknowledge that Tess has never not done her homework because I've never really given her homework. Okay, thank you. I was, after our conversation, even in the midst of our conversation, I didn't want to like call you out or you should have because like, i deeply offended you throughout the podcast if you listen back i'm like well I, your word's not gonna be hope or anything be hope. <laughs> and then it's hope. okay um and then i say to the most quintessential of students <laughs> you do you don't do your homework that is not true yeah. you do your homework so let's start with your homework oh gosh okay. seven pieces of test yep so i wrote my seven pieces of me which probably took a lot longer than it needed to because of course i overthought it a lot I referenced yours quite a bit for context in terms of how you wrote them Um, because it was like, should they be deep? Should they be um, simple? Should they be, you know, so most of them are a lot more intense than they need to be. So you can strike spot me throughout the whole thing. (laughs) So let's, let's stop right here. Yep. I would like for you to not qualifying (laughs) nor almost to the, you're leaning towards apologizing before you even Mm -hmm. share. Yep. This is authentic growth mm-hmm. and development. I know. Some of our readers sent us some awesome seven yes. pieces of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony from Freeman, I thought that was so, oh, that was beautiful. Goodness. Yes. Um, but also, we want to encourage authenticity. I know. Now, what would you do if I was sitting here apologizing? Almost. I would for sure call you out on it. So I, <laughs> welcome to Jen and Millie, the episode where everyone calls one another out. I love it. I would like for you to, from your authentic heart, share your seven pieces because I think that there are a lot of listeners who are looking forward to this and I am that's don't mind me taking notes oh that's so scary only because I want to ask questions okay okay yep all righty so seven pieces of Tess Elizabeth Starman (laughs) number one (laughs) I am an avid reader my greatest joy in reading is found in all the books I haven't read it is utterly overwhelming and utterly thrilling all at once number two I am the middle of the middle of the middle. I'm the middle child of the middle child, and until recently was the very middle grandchild. Oh, wow. Yeah. Talk about birth order. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. I regularly ponder life's deep questions. My brain is constantly simmering. The greatest compliment I've ever received is, it must be exhausting to be inside your head. Number four. My faith is very important to me. To me, it is best summed up by the Jesuit value, faith that does justice. I believe that the church should not be contained behind walls and doors. As Christians, we have a biblical and historical call to fight the injustices in the world. Number five, I believe that every person has something to teach us. We just need to slow down and set aside our our own self-interests long enough to listen. A person's value is connected to their lived experiences. When we deny people the basic right of sharing their story, we deny their innate human worth. Number six, my number one value is open-mindedness. I believe we all must be challenged in our beliefs and assumptions in order to grow. Number seven, learning is life. I am driven by a desire to learn new facts, new info, new hobbies, and new skills. 
I believe the moment we stop learning is the moment we start dying. I'm not crying, geez. <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh, so here's what I love about this is what happens when we're tasked to write it out. And we were just chatting with Trisha here in the office, and she said, I'm not, I'm not good at journaling. Maybe I should start that. She was making reference to her word of the year. And I think we're all writers, and I wrote about this in my personal blog. But take the time to think about what we want to write down. We're all mm-hmm. writers because we text and we email now in this decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is forced, even the non-writers, to be writers. When you are assigned homework to <laughs> write down seven pieces, I cannot imagine I know the thought that you put into that. Mm-hmm. And I love that some things popped out at me. So Tess is a very gifted strengths coach. I do a little bit of strengths coaching as well. I am wondering why I have not asked my coaching clients to give me this kind mm-hmm. of assignment before we even dive into coaching. Yeah. Because the first thing that popped up to me is your learner is throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that you comment, I mean, that's just your learner. And then the last part was learning is life. Yep. <laughs> I mean, hello. I didn't know how else to describe right. that. But it is, like, that's you know. beautiful. And that's how you, that's how you think. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. go backwards. Your sixth point your, you and I do not have the same beliefs, but mm-hmm. you are a shining example to me of what faith is mm-hmm. because of your open-mindedness and because of your willing to see every person for their worth and value, even if they disagree with you, mm-hmm. even if they have different beliefs than you. And so for me, that's really how you model um, what I believe to be the faith that you walk in Mm -hmm. and you're such a good example to me. I would never, ever feel judged Mm -hmm. by sharing anything with you. And I love that you appreciate, you know, I kind of have some zany, some zany mystic. um, (laughs) You you totally do. I like, it's a new moon, by the way. It's a new moon today. Your mug demonstrates it's a new moon. Um, And I know these things because Mm -hmm. I like to pay attention to patterns and that really fuels me Mm -hmm. spiritually. You have never, not once, judged that or rolled your eye. Maybe you do quietly <laughs> or when I'm not around. But Mm-mm. your openness, your open-heartedness, and your open-mindedness is such a testament to your faith. And I'm, mm-hmm. I very much appreciate that and the example that you set for others. Um, number five is your learner, your context, plus your values. So learner context mm-hmm. blend mm-hmm. plus your values. So will you read that again? Yep. Um, I believe that every person has something to teach us. We just need to slow down and set aside our own self-interests long enough to listen. A person's value is connected to their lived experiences. When we deny people the basic right of sharing their story, we deny their innate human worth. So I believe that's your learner context blend plus your values. And individualization. Yes, plus your values. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes we talk about strengths and you know, I think I've just wrapped up Cambridge, which was amazing. Prior to that, I had Alma, mm-hmm. which was amazing. You know, really helping people understand they're very excited about learning their strengths, but also helping them know that this isn't a definition of, of them. Mm-mm. It's their experiences and their values that also blend into how their strengths shine. So I hear your Absolutely. learner in your context and your values. Uh, your fourth of the seven pieces of you is so much your word of the year hope. Hmm. Which more and more as I think about it and I hear it and I see it, <laughs> I think, yes, that is, 
that is your word and it's the right word for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're off, mm-hmm. um, off mic, I'm going to tell you a couple of reasons of things that come up, came up that I thought about. Number three is how you can choose to take a compliment. And I, I also, <laughs> I also learned this from you and you're a really good example to me. I am not good at, at doing that. I sometimes see most comments made to me, and I think this could be my little bit of uh, woo, but I cannot see them other at, other than, oh my gosh, was that a criticism? Oh, this for sure was intended as a criticism. Uh-huh. But you choose. <laughs> yeah. You choose to mm-hmm. see it in positive compliment light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say one of the um, greatest compliments I've ever received, which was not meant as a compliment, is you take your job too seriously. Hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. I responded back, I hope so. Because what is more important yeah. than doing what is best and safest for kids? Yeah. Really. What is more important? I mean, to me, mm. I I can only think of one time though that you know something that was directed at me as a maybe a side, side swipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could reframe for me to say yes. I'm going to stand in my mm-hmm. values and say yeah. I do take my job seriously. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so mm-hmm. I love that you turned that around. <laughs> and then number two, birth order. Now <laughs> I did not know this about you. So two things happened. You stated your middle name, which you rarely do. Oh, yeah. And then you referred to the middle, the middle, the middle. Mm-hmm. I did not know that about yeah. you, that yeah. you are the daughter of a middle. I'm a daughter of the middle. I'm the middle child of that middle. And until we had a few more kind of grandkids come along, as I mentioned on a podcast a while ago when we were talking about the holidays and what that looks like in our families, um, until you know four or five years ago, I was the dead middle of all the grandkids. The living middle, the, the Dead, shining middle. <laughs> and maybe it's because I'm the oldest that I just am like, come on, middles, shine. Because I've got, I've got, well, many examples of middles in my life, but I'm, yep. I'm the oldest all around. Yep. I think I've also recognized that I'm one of the more seasoned with my friend group too. Yeah. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. I seem to get to life events quicker, sooner. Mm-hmm. So I turned 45 um, on Monday, Tuesday. Oh, 46? 45. Sorry. Watch sorry. sorry, sorry. I thought, sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Your face. Do reaction. Not, do not edit. Do you want to cut that out? I'm not. Okay. okay. Go back in and cut no, out I'm that you said I was 46. No, I thought, because I thought we were... Exactly 20 years. No. But we're 19. Okay, so okay. I turned 45 <laughs> the first part of the new year, January yep. 21st. Mm-hmm. I am the oldest in my class. So on my birthday, this will be interesting for me to talk about without getting emotional. And, geez, I listened to The Last Gen and Millie, and I'm like, do people just think that we sit around and... <laughs> weep because we don't kind of no no, no neither no. one of us no really we're not people who no who typically show tears we do those in the car those are <laughs> we wait till we get to the car um or the bathroom so when i was Speak thinking yourself <laughs> i was thinking about that some of the first messages that i received on my 45th birthday mm-hmm. were from lifelong friends from back home friends And then the location, my um, secret location where I did um, solitude, Mm -hmm. is a place that I've been going since I've been about 10, 12 years old. 
And I started thinking about how the, uh, my mom had been there mm-hmm. prior to me being there because my mom is friends with um, Katie's mom and dad. So to think about here's a place at 45 that I have known in my heart and in my being and as a container mm-hmm. for that many years, my mom did, and my children know it really well mm-hmm. because of the generosity yeah. and the hospitality yeah. of a family who says, come and yeah. enjoy this. Um, mm-hmm. I am working on a letter um, to um, Katie's parents about just how grateful I am that they you know, gave me that opportunity to spend that, that time out there, yeah. um, but also just to really kind of reflect back as I was receiving texts and calls and whatever on my birthday, the, mm-hmm. the most significant and the most consistent are from people I've known all 45 years. But in my class, I'm the first to get there. So okay. my friend Jeremy reaches out. Usually he sings um, Elvis Costello's Allison. Do you okay. know that song? Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Allison. You've never heard that? You've never heard that song? Mm-mm. Um, the lyrics are amazing. Um, the next part is, I know this world is killing you. <laughs> oh. Seriously. Oh, you don't apt. know this Elvis Costello? No. <laughs> how apt. <laughs> so Jeremy usually leaves me a voicemail singing mm-hmm. that song. Um, okay. And I think I have every voicemail that he's ever left oh, singing it. This year he sent me a song that I've never heard before. And it's mm-hmm. really, really good. It's a Stokes, um, stroke song um, that I had not heard before. Um, and it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, he said, happy 45th. I'm like, yep, I just got here a little bit ahead of you because his birthday's in March. Mm-hmm. My friend Travis reached out, classmate. His birthday's in March. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. you're there sooner than, than we yep. are. So when you think back to elementary school, do you remember, did you guys have calendars? Mm-hmm. And the calendar would have someone's birthday. So yeah. we would come after break. Yeah. We would come back after break, and it would be only mine on the January calendar because, yeah. I mean, small community, very small class. Mm-hmm. But I was always first to experience age yeah. 10, age 45. The other thing I've noted is I tend to be first in life, massive changes mm-hmm. in my friend group as well. And Parenthood and yeah. um, marriage. And yeah. not, and uh-huh. those kinds of things. So I, re- and older kids. You yeah. know, now I'm in a season where my kids are older and my friends are, are not. I mean, my, mm-hmm. my friend Kim Paxton, you know, just yeah, turned three. three. So when I was thinking about birth order and how that relates to in my age, I've always been the oldest. So I don't relate to what middle middle child syndrome is. Mm-hmm. I don't relate to it. It's I, a real thing. I know it is. <laughs> I do. I know yeah. that it is. But I think my older sibling brain, and we haven't really dove too much into that, which is interesting mm-hmm. since we talk so much about strengths and generational yeah. differences. You know, there's 10 years between me and my baby sister. Yeah. And I talk a lot about in training, bossy big sister is a role that I have earned and I deserve. <laughs> um, but when she was really born with that sense of command, mm-hmm. all the head bumping that happened between the two of us growing up, and now um, she is and I just wrote about this in my blog, in my Christmas letter blog, um, that she is probably one of the most influential people in my life right now because mm-hmm. um, of her willingness to see me as I am. Yeah. Growing up, I mean, we just, you know, it was difficult to have a younger, mm-hmm. and even the middle with her high harmony, she was like, come on, guys, mm-hmm. get along. 
the, you don't fall into that category necessarily. But I think your learner mm-hmm. has been shaped and sharpened by being a middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you'll mm-hmm. step up and rise into a position of knowledge mm-hmm. in that role yeah. as a middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Christmas letter, I wrote one. Okay. Um, on my personal blog. Okay. I gave credit to Kirk, who I mentioned on the podcast last time. Yeah. Kirk had said, when is the real Christmas letter coming out? Mm-hmm. I texted him. I haven't talked to him in quite some time. I texted him and said, hey, I feel like you need to read this and you deserve this credit. Because I did say, Kirk told me many years ago. And yeah. His response was, wow, <laughs> you've got a lot going on. think we need to catch up. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the Christmas letter... Dialogue here led to me writing I love it. a Christmas letter that was honest and real mm. um, and a lot of gratitude mm. for um, some of the dialogue that I've had with people and the support I've had with, with people. But as I was listening back to Jenna and Millie, I just wanted to say on here how grateful I am that you and I take the time to do this. Mm-hmm. The seven pieces of you is just a small glimpse to the layers of you. And I think some of those layers get exposed on on this podcast. Um, not everybody's really good with vulnerability. We do okay here. Um, <laughs> we try. <laughs> we try. And I think it's important that we model. We're just trying to show up and be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful that you put the time in that. Mm-hmm. I think we should do it more often. Mm. It doesn't have to be seven pieces. It could just be what's a random fact. Mm. Because we love that when we do that. Yeah. You know, what's a role that I think one time we had, what's a previous job that no one would guess that you had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know one of yours is lifeguard, mm-hmm. which I can't see you enjoying that unless you could read at the same time you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it, which is kind of funny, but because nobody bothers you, you just get to sit and watch. So my brain. It's like professional people watching. I got paid a whole summer to sit and watch. Did you ever have to get in and save? Um, I did not, but I never worked the um, the wave pool, which was like the high intensity area. I usually worked the Lacey River, so I would I would have to continually walk. I'd have to pace around a curve because my line of sight, your line of sight, was from the last lifeguard on one side to the last lifeguard on the other side. So you had to almost make eye contact and be able to see the other lifeguard to make sure you had all areas of the river okay. covered. Um, and so I paced and that was um, a summer, the summer I was living outside of Branson. And uh, and so it was like a discipleship school, like a Christian uh-huh. thing for college students. Mm-hmm. And we lived in cabins and did a Bible study and had small groups and kind of learned with a what was a full-time job you know we worked like all day during the summer Uh so what was a a um full-time job like learning kind of the principles and foundations of faith and then applying that to like real life stuff right because if your faith doesn't inform your real life what is it for um so that was kind of the the basic idea and so i would pace and pray is what i would do i would walk back and forth and pray and no doubt think oh absolutely Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a hard time staying focused? Sometimes yeah, um, when, I'm, when I'm by myself and I'm thinking, a lot of times it's when I'm driving. 
Yeah. And I sometimes will get from point A to point B, and I've covered so much in my brain, but I think, oh, where was I? Because I'm thinking. Did you ever have a hard time being focused? I, I don't think so because adaptability is hyper-awareness of the present. Right. So my, my, my intellection, my brain can be mulling over something, but because I also have adaptability high, I can very much respond to and be aware of the needs in the present simultaneously while my mind is off somewhere else. So I would love for you to share on Instagram with our viewers a picture of lifeguard Tess, who is so tan. Is that, so blonde. You don't I mean, even recognize. It's all, really, I was like, is that really you? I remember, I, I think you shared a picture of the van when oh, you first got yeah, the van, yeah. maybe. And, I was and that like, was right after that summer. Hello, yeah. Tess. Yep. Um, <laughs> a, a random job fact about me that most people do not know is... Um, I was a church secretary. I love it. <laughs> it's I did, my favorite. <laughs> I did love putting the bulletins together. Well, of course. And they it was were your there OG was, blog, right? Right. Like, <laughs> if there was a typo, I would be sitting there in church and just wanting to take the bulletin out of everyone's hands and rip it up and say, "Don't look at this one. I've got another." I mean, even the slightest typo, it would just pain me. I would go home and just beat myself up over. I'm like, "How did I miss that?" Um, but it was a great gig for me because I was able to take my children with me to work. And that was the uh, fantastic year that Lauren chose to cut her hair um, back mm. in the nursery school mm-hmm. room um, and, and literally did it so <clears throat> so beautifully, so nicely. She went underneath and cut a big old chunk out of her hair um, and then came to the office and said, Mom. And I said, Lauren, because usually, you know, it was just Uh her passing by, running past. And she said, I want to show you something. (laughs) And she took me by the hand and led me back to the nursery room and um, showed me in the trash where she'd cut her hair. (laughs) It's still one of my favorite stories with her because it was right before dance recital and we had to kind of figure out what to do with it. Um, But, you know, so it would be fun to hear from readers a little flashback as to, you know, what does... Lifeguard tests look like because that's oh, a gosh. random fact about mm-hmm. you. But I think it does really speak to strengths mm-hmm. when we think about those jobs and why we loved them. Mm-hmm. But it also talks, it speaks a little bit to generational differences. Mm-hmm. You know, my part time job options and your part time job options very might have been different. very different. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's a great discussion that mentors and mentees yeah. could have too. That's cool. Yeah. So you'll have to find a picture of yourself as church secretary. Oh, yep. No. If I'm posting a picture of, of lifeguard Tess, I think that we could ask that. Okay, really? Now <laughs> yeah. that does, Let's think about that. <laughs> lifeguard Tess versus church secretary Allison. I mean, come on. Um, How about... <laughs> oh, what job did I do where I looked young? Not... I did not look young as a church. Mm. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so... Yeah, so we got some really great seven pieces of me as well, and which which I loved. I loved hearing from people and hearing about their words of the year, and it's just so great to to interact with people. And we really want to hear, and we really want to read, and um, just learn about all of you. And so I think it was neat. I'm, I'm excited. I haven't told you yet, Allie, but um, there is a listener from Cambridge who asked for our mailing address to mail. And she mail in a letter. And so I think, and in response to the episode was titled the number from last episode. So I'm very excited to, um, to, to receive it and to see, um, see what they wrote in, um, whether or not seven pieces of me or just some other questions that we have, maybe a Christmas letter. So we'll see what it will be. I'm kind of excited for that. I love Um, mail. 
Yeah, I do too. Uh, we've was, talked about that. <laughs> it's been very interesting to me um, mm-hmm. as I, I'm in communities and I'm talking about the resources that we have and then we mm-hmm. send the follow-up from Strengths Day. Yeah. Um, you know, people people are listening. Yeah. And it surprises me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful. And I, when we were chatting with Tricia this morning, especially in our own staff, um, when people take the time to respond mm-hmm. and to say, Hey, I listened um, because I think you do hear so much of us, um, our passion for strengths, mm-hmm. our generational differences, mm-hmm. our passion for the work that we do, yeah. um, but also the way that people can have meaningful conversations. Yeah. And I think that my gratitude for that, as I listen back, I know you don't typically listen back. I think you did when you went to Minnesota, you listened to one episode. Mm-hmm. Because you told me to, you assigned it to me. So I did my homework. <laughs> So if I assign that you listen to every one of these, <laughs> no, I, know, thank you. I won't, I know. Um, but I do think that I, I want to give tremendous uh, thank you to the people who mm-hmm. take the time to listen, yeah. to respond back. It was so funny how so many of our listeners know that you're not on Twitter. Really? Because I shared my word <laughs> oh, yeah. on Twitter, yep. and you, you're not going to see that. But to, you know, I was thinking through. Did I say anything on Instagram? Well, I don't have to worry about Twitter. I could post it all over on Twitter. Um, but that word of the year for mm-hmm. me is popping up, popping up, popping up. I oh I gosh, chose same. to spend my birthday in solitude. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I have chosen um, to try to add some well being pieces to my life. One that I'm considering right now is how do I honor. What I say is important to me when it comes to values regarding well-being. So, for example, Mm -hmm. if I work until, like, literally up to 9 p.m., what's the earliest I should start the next day? Mm -hmm. Because is it realistic for me as a human being to present up until 8.30 p.m. and then start again at 7.30 a.m. and then do not get back to a stopping point until 9 p.m.? Is that realistic? Mm -hmm. You know, those kinds of things. And then how can I say and choose to say, here's what I'm going to suggest for a structure. Mm -hmm. Honoring my well-being. Um, I was really... a late night. Let it be a late morning. I was really impressed with... Mm -hmm. um, Dave from Tri-County, they made the decision um, about an hour prior last night to, um, I was going to be their speaker for their um, mentor recognition event. Yeah. And they decided about an hour prior to go ahead and cancel after two school, other schools had decided, you know, we can't, we're not going to drive over, we're yeah. not going to take our mentors out in this. Um, it was significantly worse to the South. Yeah. And I was on my way and he knew I was on my way. And I said, Dave, I just want you to do what's best and safest for the mentors involved. Mm-hmm. And he said... I thought about that, and so we've decided to cancel. Yeah. You know, I know that was a hard decision, and I know that rescheduling might be tough, and I know that they had pizza and everything ready mm-hmm. to go, but sometimes we have to say, okay, what's best yeah. for well-being? Mm-hmm. And I would like to model that a little bit better in my life. I'm sure there will be some opposition and some pushback, yeah. but I think um, for me to be able to say, you know, I, I'm just going to try to honor my well-being, mm-hmm. and I do need seven to eight hours of sleep, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and that's a priority to me. Or even when I stay somewhere, like making sure there's a um, a treadmill, yeah. making sure we have healthy food options, making yeah. sure we have dietary needs mm-hmm. met. It's okay for us to ask for that. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't we want to say to our mentees, use your voice to yeah. ask for what you need? Right. Wouldn't you want to advocate then, you know, where the contrary is if you don't speak up? 
and advocate about it, you are sad or resentful or me, classic middle child, feeling left out and like I'm forgotten, right? Like that's the alternative rather than, and I've had to do that too, especially like coming from Minnesota nice state where we never impose on other people. You know, having dietary restrictions, I have learned to really speak up about it and say, hey, is there an option for me or should I plan ahead, right? And if it's... And that's not imposing. You know, it's no. just say, how can yeah. I take care of myself? I love it. It's good. Those are good choices. Mm, love it. So my word has popped up a lot too. Mm. A ton lately, just overall. But one of the specific instances that I want to maybe encourage people, um, my one of my top five books of all time came out movie recently and uh it's called just mercy and it um it's by brian stevenson and he is a lawyer who founded the equal justice initiative um eji and they work with um wrongful conviction um um, wrongful conviction suits um work with mostly inmates on death row um, that have been falsely accused or weren't given proper representation. And so I have read this book, and I really like this book because it blends stats and stories really well. So he gives a really good picture of the reality of our social justice or our criminal justice system uh, and talks, you know, real figures and um, stats. And it came out in maybe 2009, 2010. So the stats are a little outdated, but then throughout the whole book, he weaves together stories of real life inmates that he's worked with. And so this movie is a beautiful representation of that. It's, um, Jamie Foxx, Michael B. Jordan, Mm -hmm. um, a great, it's just a great film. So I went and saw it on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, um, which was so great. Our office is closed. We had the day I had some grad school work to get done. I had a church event, but I had this pocket of time that I was like, if I can find a showing at this time and I got a free movie ticket from the Alamo for my birthday. And so I had a free movie ticket. I was like, I'm going to go see it. And I went by myself and there were two other people in the theater. And Allie, I... (laughs) We talk about us tearing up, um, usually behind closed doors. I was sobbing prior to the title scene. Like prior to when the name of the movie flashes across the scene. I mean, it's so powerfully moving. And um, but the whole message was about hope. Yes. Of and course. I and I think, right, it was just so funny. And one of the quotes I literally took a you know, I'm sitting at the Alamo Theater, so they have these little order cards that you like put up if you want to order. So I'm like grabbing an order card and like writing down quotes like as fast as I can. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to capture this and I can't have my phone out. And, um, you know, so I wrote down this quote, which I put on Instagram, but I wanted to share because it's so, just so beautiful. And it was right towards the end. And it was kind of a voiceover of the the guy who was playing um, Brian Stevenson. And um, he says, or the quote um, reads, hope allows us to stand for the truth, even when it's distorted by people in power. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Yep. So. I will add the book, if I haven't already, to our Pinterest um, board. um, Just um, worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. I did have someone reach out and ask me if I could uh, send a link for the planner that I'm using. And so I'll put that on the Pinterest board as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, I think that quote should go on there too. So if you would send me. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. Send me that. Mm -hmm. And. For next time, I think it's good for us to to leave on that note. Yeah. Because I think there are a lot of moments 
currently mm -hmm. in our world, um, our small world right here and our mm -hmm. big larger world um, to be thinking about that statement mm -hmm. and what does hope mean when we stand in, in truth. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Do we want to give anybody any follow-up? Well, I still want more seven pieces of people. I yeah, love those. I do too. Send us your seven pieces and then maybe what we talked about, what's a random job you had at one point. Um, <laughs> surprising, and send us a maybe. <laughs> a surprising job yes. that you had at one point and a picture of it, please. Um, a surprising job you had at one point in your life. Perfect. Awesome. Alrighty. Thanks everybody for tuning in um, to this episode number 59 of Jen and Millie. If you join, enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. To interact with us and share your responses to the questions we posed, so your seven pieces of me or your random job, um, uh, the best way to interact with us to share those is by following us on Instagram. Uh, at at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are exclusively that of Allison Horn and Tess Darman and may not reflect the views of Teammates Mentoring Program. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.